Welcome to the in-camera review podcast. <laughs> Filed under sale edition number two, the Halloween special. Mike, Matt, Logan, we are lawyers talking about movies. This week, we will be discussing Halloween movies. Tonight, those three movies are The Exorcist, Halloween 1978, and The Cabin in the Woods. Gentlemen, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. Spooky. There is a chill in the air. If you're a Midwest listener, you see that the leaves are changing colors. And uh, it was in the 30s today. Full moon last night. Full moon. And that means that Matt wants to watch Halloween movies. And <laughs> we cannot get him to do anything else until we do this podcast. But I want, I want to hit some honorable mentions with you guys, okay? The Babadook. Big time. The Witch. Is it a horror movie just in general? Or is it a movie about a witch and witches are creepy, spooky monsters at, that I would discuss with my son? A witch is a spooky monster. But is that movie a horror movie? Wouldest thou like it to be <laughs> deliciously? <laughs> Scared the shit out of me, man. <laughs> Would thou like to live deliciously? Logan, have you seen The Witch? No. Logan has man. seen zero of these uh, movies. Pretty, pretty much zero of these movies. I am not a fan of this genre. All right, uh, let's do it this way. I'm gonna, I, I've got a list. You, you just say yes or no if you've seen it, Logan. Okay? All right. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. No. Any Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. I've seen okay. at least one of those. All right. Night of the Living Dead. No. Get Out. I'm no. not telling you to get out. I'm asking you if you've seen the movie Get Out. I, no, I haven't. Psycho. No. It Follows. No. Rosemary's Baby. Uh, maybe. It's been, if I saw it, it's a long time ago. Hail Satan! <laughs> Birds. No. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 1978. No. Donald Sutherland, no? No. Alien. Seen Alien, yes. Okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974. No. Any any Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. Do you own a chainsaw? (laughs) I do not. 28 Days Later? No. I don't think so. Any zombie movie whatsoever? Uh, The one with Brad Pitt. World, the the World, only World non-horror Z. movie version? Right, okay, the only right. non-horror movie version. Okay. World War Z. Yeah. Okay, all right. The, the Omen, 1976? Nope. The Exorcist. The, the, I have seen The Exorcist. Okay. It's been a Either time. one of the things. No. And then, la, the last, and then the last question, I think I know the answer to this one. The Shining. Yes. I've you seen have that. seen The Shining. Uh, all right. The one that you left off your list yeah. that I have seen was that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid was pet cemetery Ooh, why did they, it scare they you just remade that they did they, they did remake that? it what, what why did you think it was scary what scared you about it I, you know i i had a, i always had a reoccurring dream or nightmare when i was a kid that i was getting chased by a dog i was on my big wheels and this dog would you know i was trying to get back to my fenced in yard or whatever and this dog would always catch me and i would wake up and you know that dog in pet cemetery is uh terrifying Let's unpack that some more for the listeners. <laughs> what you say, you know, Logan, I want to discuss this some more. Yeah, we can discuss. We can talk about this. What's the name of the, of the dog? Kojo? Kojak? Kujo. 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 Yeah. Kujo. Yeah. So what, it. No. Stephen King, no. 
So I've seen tremors though. We killed it. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this because here's the thing I think is what I like about horror movies. Logan, you talked about Daniel Day Lewis. You're like I don't know what it is about him. He transforms me. You know when in a when a movie or a performance can you know evoke an emotional reaction. I, I pay attention to that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I like horror movies is because they they scare me big time. Right. I mean, they get a reaction from me and, you know, whether whether the reaction is severe to where I can't sleep or it gives me a bad dream. I, I just I respect that from the film. Do, does it annoy you if the movie scares you? Do you not get scared? Do you think it's cheesy? What what's your what is your emotional reaction to horror movies? Uh, there's definitely some of them that are uh, that I find cheesy. But since I was a kid or whatever, I watched the movie. I have, you know, bad dreams, can't sleep, don't like it, don't care for that emotion, so I don't partake. As I've grown older or whatever, I just have no interest in watching them at all, right? But you um, like comedies, right? I, I love comedies. love to sit down, and it turns my brain off, right? The comedy makes, makes my brain turn off. It's very enjoyable and easygoing. What was pointed out to me once, like laughter and terror is almost the same feeling. And that's why Sam Raimi had such a big hit with these Evil Dead, Army of Darkness movies. And Drag Me to Hell was outstanding. Yeah, and a good one. Just there, there are times where you're like, you're scared. And there are times where you just burst out laughing. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's a... It's a razor thin difference. And when they walk that line, it's very good. So I challenge you to, you know, explore that, you know, maybe get some therapy about the dog. Not every movie is about a dog (laughs) chasing you. Right. So one of my questions for you guys, which is, is I find the genre either love or hate. Right. So you two both love horror movies you love them right you you, you're huge fans you watch almost all of them i'm in the hate camp right i just i don't care for them don't care if i ever see them ever i find that most people that i talk to are either in one camp or the other i don't i don't find a lot of people in the middle i do think it's an exhausted genre See, now that's, it, see, here's the thing about that, about the exhausted genre. That's a good point. And it's a fair criticism. And so what I really appreciate the about, Westerns, right? about the horror movie genre is when they can do some stuff that you hadn't seen before, when they can, you know, deviate from the script. I mean, remember in Scream, you know, I mean, they've got the three horror movie rules, right? Don't have sex, don't do drugs or alcohol, and don't say, I'll be right back because it became a trope mm-hmm. the, the whole genre itself did and so what one of the reasons why i mentioned wes craven's new nightmare as an honorable mention was because that's one of the most original things i've ever seen in a horror movie where they it was so meta that they used the original actors from the first one and they were like hey they're wes craven's thinking about making a new movie and then the new movie starts happening to these actors and that's the movie you're watching. I mean, that is some very clever script writing. Definitely clever. I couldn't, I couldn't get through it though, Mike. Um, What? I don't know. It's, it might be like an Annette Bening thing with you. I mean, (laughs) it's, I'm, I'm going to, I promise you, 
Was it was it Robert as, England as, not having the face makeup on? Was that what? No, it, it, just, it wasn't. It's just as a friend, I, I'm gonna get it done. Okay, Mike. I don't know. If, I don't know what kind of work you did for this. Um, did you break down the different types of horror movies or? bad guys like slasher versus like monster did you do anything like that so that's one of the reasons why i liked the what we chose because i think the exorcist is the supernatural horror movie halloween is the slasher horror movie and then the cabin in the woods being the horror comedy genre but i got a question for you guys before we go into our next segment on the exorcist okay logan Take a guess as to what is the most commercially successful horror film of all time. I think it's The Exorcist. Not only did it get nominated for Best Picture, but I think it made a ton of money. Tons. It, did, it did, and it was at one time. It was knocked off recently within the last decade. Matt, what's your, what's your guess? It's The Conjuring. That's a, that's a good guess. That was, that's a very good movie. Is that... Uh, James Wan, James baby. James Wan, yeah. Our boy. Of, of, of Saw fame. It is actually the movie It. It is It Part One. Knocked off The Exorcist as the most uh, commercially successful horror film of all time. Do they? Does it count that they're spending more money at the movie theater? It's adjusted for inflation. I hope so. So it's just not fair. I mean, it should be. <laughs> we'll adjust it on this podcast. When we come back, we will be talking about The Exorcist. It's the power, holy water. It's the power of Christ that compels you. The power of Christ 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 compels you. They say it about 20 more times in that scene. The Exorcist, Logan, you're right. It was the first horror movie to be nominated for uh, Best Picture. It came out in 1973. It was directed by William Friedkin. You would know him from The French Connection or and also 2011's Killer Joe with Matthew McConaughey. That was based off the 1971 novel of the same name. The film stars Ellen Burstyn, kills Max it. von Sydow. Kills it. Right? Kills it. And a, and a young Linda Blair. Um, this is the Exorcist is the first of a of a of a film series of a franchise, and this is the one that is that is worth talking about. It it made box office records, Academy Award records. It the budget was twelve million dollars for this movie, and it took in four hundred and forty one million dollars. The novelty of it, though, is where is where that lies. I mean. They're, like you said, Logan, it's played out now. So now they have to find a wrinkle in a general storyline. For instance, Mike, what, what was the exorcism movie that you and I watched within the last seven years where there was like a bit of a twist? Like, like there was like a double exorcism. It took place in Rome. The one that took place in Rome? It, it was in Europe at some point, at some point. Because there, because there, there were a couple. There was like the exorcism of Emily Rose. There was the last exorcism, uh, the right, the with right. Anthony Hopkins. No, it's not the right. It's um, the wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> it's the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, the last exorcism. 
yeah, ten years old already, man. Jesus. This is the movie that started it all. This is, you know, this movie was seen at the time. Well, first of all, there's all this like folklore around this because like all of these people died uh, that were related to the filming of this movie. Something like nine people died at some point. And, well, and don't forget they slapped. I don't know if they put it on the front like they do it. It's based on a true story. I mean, this happened. This happened in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 it, you know and it was it, it was controversial. It was an R-rated movie that uh, was the highest R-rated uh, movie until it knocked it off in 2017. Uh, that is uh, that is that is not adjusted for inflation. So we will we will do a deeper dive on the inflation special edition Wild Under Seal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. It's it's about a 12 year old girl that gets possessed by the devil. Well, then let's introduce ourselves. I'm Damien Karras. And I'm the devil. Now kindly undo these straps. If you're the devil, why not make the straps disappear? That's much too vulgar display of power, Karras. Where's Reagan? In here with us. It scares the hell out of me. Still scary. Still still scary scary. today. Mm Mm-hmm. 50, 50 years or whatever and and all of the other movies that are, you guys listed off like multiple movies with exorcisms and and part of me that's why i asked the question isn't this kind of a, an exhausted genre every time i see a preview and i i obviously don't watch any of these movies but every time i see a preview for a new horror movie especially around halloween especially around this time when they release a lot of them I just kind of chuckle or scoff to myself, which is like, I mean, aren't they making the same movie with like one little wrinkle, like one little twist? They uh, are but Logan, over and over again. The uh, adrenaline, the adrenaline rush for those for people, it just it puts butts in the seats. It's right. it's. I know a ton people, of people. Why do people it? keep going back to bars? Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're all the same. You know. Yeah. So I mean. It's so I don't I don't want to turn this into the Jerry Falwell Jr. podcast, which could mean a number of different things these days. Um, but I do want to ask this question because I think it's fundamental to the supernatural horror genre, and that is, isn't this genre successful because so many Americans believe in God, and therefore they think that this is the kind of thing that might be true? There are a lot of Catholics in the United States, and Catholics believe it's, it's, in. It's definitely I, I a Catholic yes. movie. It's definitely right? a. I mean, it, it's filmed at Georgetown. It's got that distinction of the church behind it. Um, and there was some controversy at the time when this movie yes. came out that it was yes. it, it did not you know it did not treat the Catholic Church well, and it mis you know it did not portray them in a fair light. So um, there's definitely that for me, right? As to why I'm so, why I was so intrigued about it, why it's so almost hypnotic, you know? So yeah, you, you might be onto something there. I, I want to draw a distinction between, what are you calling this? Uh, what kind of movie are you calling this? Supernatural horror. You got to go, there is a difference between supernatural horror and devil horror right i mean there's always is supernatural horror. though the broader genre and devil is you know more precise 
I don't know. You're the one making up the, the rules right now as we go along. So hey, look, the you, rules are the rules are very clear. Okay, okay just right. watch Rusty in the movie Scream. He'll tell you what the rules are. Right. But, so, no, but no, I mean, supernatural, right? Means devil, demons, right? All of these, you know, ghosts. Supernatural. Isn't supernatural? Means ghosts that open doors. Polter, the poltergeist. Poltergeist. Right. That's those are ghosts. They're not the devil. Devil movies are. Catholic Church against the devil. What are you? Oh, I have so many names. See. So that's that's it. They're not supernatural because supernatural ghosts aren't. And I'm not I'm not like saying this to get on like my high horse about the Catholic Church. <laughs> I'm not right. I'm just saying <laughs> in my mind it's a separate genre than. Yeah, no, this is an interesting discussion because to me, supernatural is the spiritual genre. It is the the God exists and there is there is good and evil in the world, demonic possession, life after death. To me, that is that is supernatural. And and the quintessential movie of that is The Exorcist, because she's possessed by the devil. Maybe, maybe. But I, but, I, but I hear what you're saying because there's there's a different feel to it. I always distinguished ghost movies because there's no there's no Catholic Church in them, right? So I mean, it's the exorcist it, genre. Correct. I, you, yeah, right, they they started a genre. Very good. Very good. Logan, not being a fan of horror movies in the way that Matt and I are, how does this movie strike you? What what do you, how does does it hold up to you? What do you think? Yeah, I I generally agree that it holds up. It's still scary. People still say it's scary, right? All the critics and everything. They all talk about 50 years later, this movie is still extremely uh, disturbing and holds up really well, not only in, in the horror genre, right, but also in, in, the, in the time period that it was created. I mean, we're talking about the early 70s when they were hitting stuff out of the park, right? You know, Godfather, we've talked about it, Chinatown. Just the list goes on and on. Cinematography-wise, this this movie is on par with The Godfather, Chinatown. It lost to The Sting, which is a a fantastic movie. Yeah, best so, best picture winner, nineteen seventy three. It's in that kind of golden age that we've talked about a couple times, and I, you know, right. like money. Those other films, it holds up really well. They were making really good, long-lasting movies back then. I don't know what it is about that those years. They just those movies right. stay. They stay. I, and, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. And it cr- it created it created its own genre, like you guys just talked about. So um, it's it's pretty impressive from that standpoint. I don't know because I don't really pay that much attention to whether any other horror movies have ever been nominated for best picture. Well, one of the things I, I like about any. one of the things I like about this movie is the whole movie takes place in a house, and it's basically. It's a simple storyline, right? Right. It's it's, it's a simple in, set and everything. And in, and the special effects are limited. It involves you know, um, getting re- reducing the temperature in a room so the people are cold and they're you know you can see the air they're breathing. You know, see and when she goes down the stairs backwards though or upside down. <laughs> It's iconic, right? To say that this movie sparked its own genre is is an understatement because before this, think about what horror movies were, right? They're like like 
cheap ass effects for like a giant ant that's attacking a city or or these or, or these old ed wood movies and creature from the black lagoon and dracula yeah. and frankenstein i mean no one had ever seen something that i think scared people because it, it, it there was so so much realism to this movie and i well, think that, i mean that's very good point i mean the, the parts that are the scariest parts for me are not necessarily when the head spins around it's when she's in the mri machine or when she's getting the spinal tap in the hospital when they're trying to do all the diagnoses yeah. on a little child like, and that little 12 like, year old girl is scared right that that was that was real scary stuff yeah. Um, and then, you know, like when they walk, when, when the mom walks in and she's in the kitchen and the devil face like pops up real quick that like, do you remember that? Like, just it flashes like on, on the wall real quick as that that's good stuff. So just as a quick aside, I don't understand Matt, why you like horror movies as much as I do. And you don't like Stephen King books. Uh, just I realize this is in. not a book podcast, but I just digging my heels it. in a little bit. I guess <laughs> Salem's Lot. I mean, you would really enjoy that book. The, these are the uh, I've run out of things to read right now, so I I, I might well, very well just time. hop onto it. Maybe it's time. Here we you go. We're gonna make some news. You got on this me podcast. on Michael Conley. You got me on Michael Conley. I, I was digging my heels on him, and man, I cranked out I cranked out like ten of those books in a month. So I might. I just. Uh, He's a little cheesy in, in his writing. His movies, tra- the writing translates to very good movies, in, in my opinion. Um, but when you actually have to read it, sometimes you're like, that's kind of cheesy, you know? Um, I, I'm I mean, it depends why- on the book. They're not, I mean, you know, they're not all winners. I agree. Prolific. We don't, we right? do not, ladies and gentlemen at home, we do not <laughs> punish artists for being prolific. Okay. Um, yeah, Mike, I'll hit him up. Just give me, I should start with Salem's Lot. Start what's with Salem's most, Lot. What's the most Halloween-y, Stephen King-y book I can start with? Ooh, the most Halloween-y, Stephen King-y book. Um, you know, he doesn't do a lot of the, you know, the trick or treat um, style books. Um Salem's Lot, I, I I think is a good one because it's it, it witches. It, I'm hearing because Salem's it's vampires. Lot. It's vampires. That makes no it's, sense. It's, but you well, it's Salem is short for Jerusalem. Um, uh, yeah, so it's no, Salem's Sol- Lot. Yes. Okay. Did uh, you for those of the, old the entire English. book for me? Like, <laughs> is, that, is that like the thing? Like on page like three hundred and forty-five, it's like I, Salem is Jerusalem. Man, I, I will tell you what. You know, you talked about the scene in The Exorcist where the devil pops up. When mm-hmm. I mean, when the vampires pop up, I mean, it's terrifying the way he writes it. It, it truly is. All right, I'm going to do it. Salem's Lot by next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, our first segment is going to be okay. on Salem's Lot. When we come back, we're going to talk about slasher movies, including the 1978 John Carpenter hit, Halloween. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. What do we do? He's been here once tonight. I think he'll come back. 
Donald Pleasance in kills John it. Kills, kills it. Kills it. Kills it. <laughs> Literally kills him and kills it. I mean, that guy's the best. 1978's <laughs> Halloween, John Carpenter, directed and scored by John Carpenter. That was he, what we he opened. He scored them all. Of course. This is what we opened our uh, our Filed Under Steel podcast with the iconic and epic John Carpenter uh, score from the movie Halloween. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Pleasance. It is often credited as the beginning of the slasher genre, but it's almost really the, the reboot of the slasher genre that right. was begun by Alfred Hitchcock in Psycho, which is why we played the Psycho theme at the top. Uh, of I was going to ask Logan if he knew what it was. Well, no, I've got, I've got a question. I've got a question for you guys. So Logan, the answer was you, no. I didn't know that. I'm going to ask you a trivia question, Matt. I, I got one for you. Okay. Oh, okay. So in the movie Psycho, what was the blood in the shower scene? What was it? What did they use? It obviously corn, wasn't real blood. Corn syrup. Good guess. It was not corn syrup. What do you? What's your guess, Logan? Ketchup. I don't know. I know ketchup's never used. It's always like some mixture of more liquid. Well, it's you know, it's a black and white movie, so they can get away with a lot back then. So they were like, well, let's use chocolate syrup. And so that no is what kidding. is going. That is what oh, is yeah, going it's down black the drain. And white. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's going down the drain. They did not use chocolate syrup in the movie Halloween. They used. Lots of blood because it is mm -hmm. a bloody movie, and uh, and that I think that's one of the things about Halloween is that it reboots the genre in the the modern era. There are slasher movies made today that are not that dissimilar to the Halloween framework. They right? haven't made a slasher, a proper slasher, that I can think of. They they, they were doing them in the the early two thousands, like they were doing like Valentine's Day where some like guy in a Cupid mask was like slashing peeps up, but they haven't, they haven't, what was the other <laughs> one? My bloody Valentine which, <laughs> like took place. It was not on Valentine's day. Like took place in like a coal mine where like a guy had like a, like a sweet mask on. They had the, um, I know what you did last summer where the guy had like the, right. the hook. But didn't we jump the shark when it came to the slasher movie genres, when we made four screams? The killer obviously patterned himself after two serial killers who have been immortalized on film. Thank you. Right. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Stat 2? Who'd want to do that? Sequels suck. Hey, no, wow. Come on, man. Oh, please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. How many Halloween movies are there in total? Okay. So there's, there's Halloween Michael Myers one. Halloween movies or Halloween movies in total? With with the name Halloween, he doesn't even okay. know. So so this so what I'm going to say doesn't make any sense. Okay, so initially when they first made the Halloween movie, there was this notion that they were going to make a different genre, which they should have. They should which have. They should have. And they do what they always do, right? Which is put it back up at bat, right? <laughs> right. Um, but they didn't realize the, the the value of anthology, which we now see today with like the American Horror Story and things like that, Trick or Treat, right? Th these are This is what the people really want who like <laughs> horror movies because that's us and we like it. They did the first one and they were like, okay, well, let's just bring Michael Myers back and we'll just pick up right where we left off. I think he'll come back. Let's just make this a sequel's sequel, which right. they did. And that was Halloween 2. Like a minute 
a minute later. Right. They were like, so wh- what are we going to do for that minute in between Halloween 1 and Halloween 2? We're going to leave that to the viewers to figure out what happened. <laughs> Listen, this is art. We can't do everything for them. Then they totally just said, hey, you know what? Let's do something really crazy. And they did Halloween 3. Season of the Witch has nothing to do with Michael Myers. He's not in the movie. It's all about kids putting on costumes and they turn into worms. Right. It's still on, please. Check out the third channel. The third channel is still running. Stop it, please. For God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to... Please stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Not bad. Not... Not... Not a great movie. Not, not a as great good movie. As, but not... Not bad as I sit in my chair Jake, right now, right? But it's, 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 it's very cult classic-y, right? Correct. I mean, and then, then they were like, okay, this was a bad idea. This is a bad idea. But it wasn't. Uh, they, just, they just chickened out. They just chickened out, right? Right. They, so they right. were like, what do we do now? We'll, we'll just go back to Michael Myers, right? Right. They so were like- we're up to four. Correct. Oh. So, right. So they'd- So we just want the answer to the fucking question. So four right? and five. Well, it's complicated, right? <laughs> and we're lawyers and we make things more, di- more difficult than they need to be. Four and five are both Michael Myers films, right? And, and, and at, the, at, at, at five, the genre basically ends- For a it, while. For a while. Come with us. No, I, I have a little business to attend to here. Mm-hmm. And then they reboot it. You do these modern era Halloween movies. So you've got the the Halloween H two O. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I right. Remember and, and, and 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 then Busta Busta Rhymes. Starring Busta Rhymes. Correct. Mm-hmm. So while well, so he he put Michael Myers' hands where his eyes could see. He's been living underneath this fucking house for who knows how long. Probably the last twenty years. Halloween H two O was intended to kill Michael Myers once and for all. The definition of a slasher movie is a killer who keeps coming back. You can't kill them, right? It's unexplained why you can't kill them. They just, they never stop chasing you. Kind but of is there like point. an H2O part two before the Rob Zombies? No. So, so you have, you have the H2O and you have, you have Jamie Lee Curtis cut off her brother's head. Yes, correct. Right. And, and you think, oh, it's over. It's the end. And then He's Halloween dead. Resurrection. No, it wasn't Michael Myers. It was actually an ambulance driver with duct tape over his mouth, Michael Myers mask over his face. And so she cut off an ambulance driver's head. And, and it, I mean, it just goes on from there. And then she starts right. to think like she's a killer, like her yes. brother, right? right? Like That was pretty much the end of, the, of that Jamie Lee Curtis thing. And then you have the, well, for, for, for that time. And then you have the reboots with Rob Zombie. He does Halloween 1, Halloween 2, the reboots. Done. And then... I, I want to say there's another one where Jamie Lee Curtis comes back. Just like like, like two, a year and a half a, ago. Right. Yeah. Recently. I don't think maybe, I've seen maybe that even one. last year. Maybe even last year. And it's directed by the 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 guy who what's the name of the kid from Eastbound and Down? Talking about Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride is directing these movies. He did the last one, and it's a straight up Michael really? Myers takes place after Halloween two takes everything in between that puts it in a ball crumbles it up and throws it out and just it's the year 2019 and jamie lee curtis is in her 60s and she's got a daughter and she's got a granddaughter oh that's right yeah and michael myers comes out he's in a mental institution and these podcasters come out to interview him and he kills the podcasters i don't know how i feel about that back to haddonfield illinois that's why i like it because it takes place in illinois 
So there's like 10 to 12 in the Halloween grouping, right? I know there's a ton on you weren't for, for, for Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street, right? This is why I, I just think it's somewhat exhausted. But are you strong enough to point that high-powered perception at yourself? What's the best Halloween? Is it the first one? Correct. It's either the first one or it's the first Rob Zombie one. First Rob Zombie one is not, is, is, is good. Well, and how do you compare a movie made in 1978? You're using one to criticize the other. Yes, of- we always do that, Roger. When John Carpenter does Halloween, it is very, as a friend of this podcast would say, innovative. Mm-hmm. You know, between 1978 and when Rob Zombie makes his first movie, which is a reboot, there's everything else in between, right? I mean, there are like 10 Friday the 13th. There's eight Nightmare on Elm Streets. There are all these other, sli- April Fool's Day. I mean, the slasher oh. movies... Saw, I mean, it's, it is, there are hundreds of these movies. You got to give credit to Rob Zombie for taking something and trying to do it differently. I've always thought that the big weakness of the Rob Zombie Halloween films is that he tries to like humanize the serial killer. And the stud and the flush on. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. We'll get you new one after school, okay? The Halloween one, why it's so good is it's very simple. It's this guy is killing people in Hanfield, Illinois, because he's crazy. And you're like, oh, he's crazy? How is he crazy? And then his psychiatrist, who's been studying him for fucking 30 years, is like, I spent eight years trying to study him. Not crazy. (laughs) He's evil. (laughs) And that's it. And he doesn't talk. And he's not like the Joker who was chained to a chair and you get what you fucking deserve. And like, it's, it's, it's nothing like that. It's, I always it's, felt you, that you, Donald Pleasance really needed a shotgun instead of just that little 38. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> all right. If you're so going to take down pure evil, get a 12 gauge, right? Here, here's another question for you guys. It's we're on the movie Halloween, right? Which is the named after the, um, the holiday that we're, you know, that's that's up and coming in October. When you guys hear the word Halloween, what do you think of? This movie. This movie, for sure. Yeah. See, I think of candy. Right? <laughs> I am very much in the Jerry Seinfeld camp, which is when and when he, he has a bit when he says, when I first learned about Halloween, he's like, wait a minute. You mean everyone we know is just giving away candy? Are you kidding me? When is this happening? Where? Why? Take me with you. I I gotta be a part of this. I'll do anything that they want. I can wear that. To me, Halloween has always been a, and I'm a, I'm a candy holic. I admit it. Like I, what's your, what's your candy of choice, Logan? You know, right now it's dark chocolate. Uh, I eat like a pound of dark chocolate every day with like doves and (laughs) but uh, that's, that's what it's always been about for me is, you know, part partially the costume. I love dressing up when I was a kid, you know, and the costume is always a big deal. Uh, Seinfeld does the bit about the Superman costume with the mask Mm -hmm. and he's like, it kept breaking and you, fix it and it got shorter and tighter as you fixed it <laughs> and we all grew well the two of us my, matt and matt and i grew up in the north which is when you had your perfect halloween costume and then your mom made you wear your coat over it because right it outside ruined uh, it. it ruined it right and, you know, we uh, just so sweated our asses off down in florida trying to be pirates <laughs> 
that's very much what i think about when i think about halloween it is not like i don't get all geeked up about watching horror movies um in preparation for halloween i'm like i can't wait to eat candy um <laughs> question for you guys before we go into the next break in the movie halloween what kind of mask is michael myers wearing before it was the michael myers mask what is it clown good guess logan what do you think yeah, if Freddy Krueger wears the hockey mask, so I know it's not a hockey mask. It is Freddy actually... Freddy Krueger doesn't wear a... All right. They Somebody had such wears... a low budget for the movie Halloween, they actually got a $2 William Shatner mask and spray-painted it white. Wait, I thought you were talking about when the kid was... When he was Jason, a kid. Jason wears the hockey mask. Sorry. Jason wears the hockey mask. I knew the, the, the answer to that question, Mike. You, it was posed incorrectly. You said at first... <laughs> uh, just, I knew. I knew the answer, Okay. All right, let's move no on to the next segment you. before no I leave. For you. When we come back, we will be talking about the movie Cabin in the Woods. Am I on speakerphone? No, absolutely not. Speakerphone, no. No, I wouldn't do that. Yes, I am. I, I can hear the echo. Oh, my God. You're, uh, you're right. Hang on one second. I'll take you off. That's rude. Fine, there. You're off. Thank you. Don't take this lightly, boy. What's all by your numbers? The fool nearly derailed the invocation with his insolence. The ancient ones see everything, and they will not be. I'm still on speakerphone, aren't I? <laughs> oh my god! Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford in The Cabin in the Woods. It's a 2011 horror comedy directed by Drew Goddard. It is his directorial debut. It stars Chris Hemsworth, Richard Jenkins, Bradley Whitford. To try to explain the plot of this movie is, uh, it's just, it's difficult to do. Basically, it is the trope of The Cabin in the Woods. It's five people going out to the woods to drink and do drugs and have sex and violate all the rules and eventually what you find out is is that there's a whole nother layer to this movie where this cabin in the woods thing is actually part of a broader thing where there are ancient demons who live below where they are who need to see the cabin in the woods thing happen where people die and the horror movie tropes take place to be and it satisfies it's a human sacrifice type deal for these ancient ones and Sigourney Weaver comes out at the end of the movie and explains it all. And she's like, Hey, this is where it's going. And now you people got to die. And, but it's for basically to stop the end of the world. It's I mean, this movie is a scary cabin in the woods movie at first and then turns flat out into one of the funniest movies you've ever seen. I mean, it was funny before that, like Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins are hysterical. And right. I mean, Jenkins it's always good. So is so is Whitford, man. He's one of the more underrated guys I've seen. I forgot Chris Hemsworth was in this movie. Right. Joss Whedon, one of the writers, is mm -hmm. is like a creator of the Avengers. So this what, was this was a launch point for people. One of the one of the great things about Chris Hemsworth and what they do in this movie is there's this notion that the 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 warrior, the fool, the the whore, and the virgin are these main characters in this story that is being told. Uh, over and over again to appease these demons. And so Chris Hemsworth is the, he's the warrior, right? He's the athlete. He's the jock. Right. He's the classic stereotype. What the hell was that? 
It's the cellar door. The wind must have blown open. Uh, that makes what kind of sense? Everybody in the story is just, they fall into these familiar patterns of the slasher genre in a way to poke fun at it. And one, one of the things I think that I wanted to ask you guys about was this. At the end of the movie, the, the fool and the virgin decide not to, to die, right? They know that if they die, they can save the world because at this time, all of the other ritualistic sacrifices in the movie have failed. And so if they don't, if this one doesn't succeed, you know, the demons are going to rise up, which at the end of the movie, you see like a big hand come out of the, right. right and the movie ends. I, I think what this movie was maybe poking fun at a little bit was us and saying that we're the, the audience is sort of the ancient ones that we want to see the blood, the gore, the, the, the you know, they, they have a whole discussion about showing boobs. And it's poking fun at its own audience, which I thought was, you know, like I said earlier, I, I applaud the horror movies that do something different that, but this one, is one of the most unique horror movies I've ever seen and doesn't, isn't afraid to poke fun at itself and even maybe attack its audience for wanting too much, uh, too much blood and guts. It, it definitely does. It definitely points a finger back at them um, right. I think in a fun it's way. Like a, it's supposed to be like a deconstructionist look at a horror movie, right? That's where, fair. Where they, they deconstruct every little piece of it and then spit it back out at you so that you can see all the pieces i've watched the clips of it or whatever because i didn't have time to watch it but um i mean it's i i don't know i i get it i get i get that it's horror and and comedy but uh it's still just like it there's nothing about it that i'm like oh, i i really want to watch that movie what'd you say i think we got enough gas you got enough to get you there getting back that's your concern What's, what's the horror movie that Logan should watch to appreciate what we this like one, about horror movies? This I, one. I think it is this one, right? This one or Drag Me to Hell. The genre in and of itself, the people that make these movies understand that terror and laughter are on a razor's edge. Okay. okay. This is your point and, you made at the beginning. Correct. So we're going to bookend it. The emotion that elicits laughter is the same thing that, emo- that elicits terror. So you can transition from one to the other with ease. So if you like comedy, you may not think you'll like it, but you'll like these types of movies. So why not mix it all in together? And I don't think there's anything about dogs chasing kids on big, in, on big wheels in this. So you should be cool, I think. <laughs> it doesn't scare you. It's, it's a scary movie. They, got the, they movie. got the pop-ups. Right. And it's got it's got the classic, you know, scary things about it. But you don't have bad dreams. You don't like it doesn't keep you up at night. I mean, no, it's, it doesn't unsettle you. in a way. At this point, I'm just not worried about that. I just there's other things that draw my attention. Sports. Uh, I would much rather watch sit down and watch sports or some other brainless comedy that I don't have to think no, about. So when, what you said earlier is that you're not interested in feeling the fear, right? Not you, you don't have never been interested in being scared by a movie. Whereas like when I get scared by a movie, it makes me appreciate the fact they were able to scare me. For right. sure. He did right. say that he's just blocking it out like the dog chasing him. And that's, and that's not your thing. And so the reason, so maybe the reason why this movie would be good is because it allows you to explore the horror movie genre in a fun way that isn't the typical thing of trying to scare you, but it, 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 it's highly entertaining. 
which I think is the the real strength of this movie is at the it's end. It's hilarious. Of it's a comedy movie. That's uh, the thing. It's a comedy no, I, I, I it's a comedy movie. It's not a horror movie. I understand. We're not going to make Logan do anything he doesn't want to do unless I pick it on the regular program. Well, will you will you please <laughs> pick Prisoner of Azkaban so we can make him watch that oh, movie? Oh man, I don't know if I'm going to make him watch happen. a horror movie. Or, are you saying that if we pick? That's exactly what I'm fucking saying. I will dig my heels in. We will see you on the other side of the break. I got two questions before we wrap up. Matt. What is the name of the real serial killer that was the inspiration for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, and The Silence of the Lambs? Ed Gain. Very good. Bing. Logan. Never a doubt. Your, your question. What is the movie that is in the Guinness Book of World's Records for shooting one scene 127 times? Oh, no idea. Phone a Go friend. Go for it. Go the for it. Shining. The Shining, very good. What scene? Here's Johnny. Nope, it was with Shelley Duvall. Oh, that's right. It was the, on the stairs, right? Yeah, and he was, and it was, it was almost like he was just messing with her. He was like, "We're gonna do it again." And she, she's just like, "Is he just messing with me at this point?" And he's like, "I think he wants you to be real distraught." Right. I, I, I guess he terrorized her. Here's a question for you guys before Go we ahead. wrap up, is because you two are you, you guys love this genre so much. I'm sure the listeners want to know what is your favorite movie from the horror genre of all of them. You don't get to pick slasher or supernatural or whatever. Just, you just what, just one. What is it for each of you? For me, it's the shining. I'm a huge Stanley Kubrick fan. I think it's one of the best movies just in general, but it, it fits in the horror genre. I, the first time I saw it, I was scared. Last time I watched it, I was scared. Movie scares the bejesus out of me. It's fantastic. Yeah, shining hands down. For me, it's Halloween or it's Scream because I saw Scream before I saw Halloween. Mm -hmm. And Scream is where it all started. That's where you, you're vulnerable at that stage. I mean, some part of you, some part of us likes these, these movies because it reminds you when you're in high school and right, man, yeah. you, didn't have, you didn't have a care in the world then. So right. those are mine, Logan. It's a good question. I'm so su I'm surprised neither of you picked Cleaver. <laughs>